Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on our website. I want to stop before we go any further and invite you to come and worship with us as we begin again. We're going to be meeting the Holy Church of God, and all that will come and meet with us will be meeting at Embassy Suites Hotel on the University of South Florida campus. If you're familiar with that area, it's Fowler Avenue, uh, Spectrum Drive, 3705 Spectrum Drive is the address. It's about a half a block off of, uh, off of Fowler. So you really can't miss it. You just come down Spectrum Drive, look over to the left, and here's this hotel, and you come in the lobby, take the lobby elevator to the second floor. And we have been there before. We stayed almost a year when we were in between in the past. And they have been very gracious to us, and and we're just so thankful that we can meet together and be in a live worship and word service. That's what we call our church service, because that is the emphasis of our service, worship of God and the Word of God. And we pray that God will be blessed by our worship, and I know we'll be blessed by His Word. Amen. So, once again, at at November the 6th, next Sunday, beginning and running through November, December, and January, and wherever we go from there, we pray the Lord will lead us. We may stay right where we are. We may go somewhere else. It's up to God how He leads us, but we're beginning this new beginning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Next Sunday, November 6th, beginning at 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at Embassy Suites Hotel, University of South Florida campus. Come and be with us. If if you have ever worshipped with us, you know you would have a warm welcome. We would be so happy to see you again. This is kind of like a homecoming. You know, after uh, pushing 50 years, 46 47 years of ministry here in Tampa uh, at the same uh, church, same organization. Uh, We pray that people that have come through our ministry want to know how we're doing. We'd like to know how you're doing. So let's come together and have a kind of a homecoming type of situation. If you would come, we would love to see you. All right. Having said that, all of that, amen. I'm excited. You can tell. They asked me yesterday when I made final arrangements, are your people excited? And I said, I'm excited. And I think everyone who is excited about the ministry is excited that we are beginning again. Amen. So if you have your Bible today, I'm excited about this message. Turn with me to Proverbs 10 and verse 22. Proverbs 10 and verse 22 on the subject, God's blessing, our greatest wealth. God's blessing or God's favor, if you please, which allows the blessing is our greatest wealth. I love this proverb. Listen to it carefully. The blessing of the Lord, it, not the result of of it, of course, that's going to make us, that's going to make us glad. (laughs) That's going to make us happy, deliriously happy if we walk in that blessing. Amen. But it's the blessing. It's the favor of the Lord. It maketh rich. When you see rich, always think first of the favor of God. Listen, and he addeth no sorrow with it. 
Amen. There is one that wants to attack us. There's one that wants to defraud us and deprive us of the blessing of the Lord. And God addresses those enemies and he addresses them very personally and powerfully. See, he addeth no sorrow with it. Amen. God actually enjoys seeing us enjoy our blessings from him don't don't think it's a sin to enjoy that that god blesses you with that's why he gave it to you amen when i gave gifts to my children on on christmas or on a birthday i wanted to see them enjoy that blessing there's an enemy that wants to add sorrow to everything god does in our life to keep us from rejoicing in the good things of god and god wants us to rejoice to exceedingly rejoice hallelujah and we're going to see that today he's going to work with us to keep the enemy from defrauding us and 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 keeping from us that that god has willed and purposed and promised to us the blessing of the lord it maketh rich. So we're not just seeking the b- result of the blessing. We're seeking the blesser. Hallelujah. We're seeking the Lord. I like what it says in the Amplified. It says the blessing of the Lord. It, once again, the blessing itself, maketh truly rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. Neither does toiling increase it. The paraphrase is the, where I took my, my title for the sermon this Sunday morning. The Lord's blessing is our greatest wealth. The Lord's blessing is our greatest wealth. Remember when God blessed the meal barrel? Uh, th- that they were, they were going to take their last bit of meal and make a, a li- little cake. And I'm not talking about a, a chocolate cake or a coconut cake. Just a little, little piece of a bread cake and and a widow and her son were going to eat it and resi- resign themselves to starving to death but they took part of it and gave to the prophet and God blessed the meal barrel through a famine he didn't fill it up <laughs> the blessing wasn't to fill it up to where it could be emptied <laughs> but he just blessed it to where Every time they dipped out, he dipped in. <laughs> and it sustained them through the famine. Every time they got in, got what they needed out, he supernaturally put something back in. So my question today is, would you rather have a meal barrel that is full? Hallelujah, meal barrel is full, but that can go empty? You know, back during the Great Depression, people had money in the bank and they felt like their bank account was full and running over until the Depression came and the banks failed. And it is said that thousands of people committed suicide during the Great Depression because this is what they had, is is all they had. Oh, but the blessing of the Lord is not about how much you have, but how God blesses whatever you have. He took a poor boy's lunch and he broke it. When I say a poor boy's lunch, it had to be. It was a few fish and a a couple of loaves and a few fish. It was lunch for a child to feed a multitude. (laughs) Amen. But Jesus broke it and he blessed 
it, and it fed the multitude. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, I want to, I want to tell you what about the blessing here. He fed the multitude. I, I, I've been a pastor evangelist, and so I pastored a church while reaching out all of these years, 47 and counting, somewhere in 48. I don't know. It's, it's getting hard for me to keep up with them. They're going by so quickly. Now, I'm going to tell you, church people can eat. <laughs> Amen. Every time we've had a dinner, there wasn't much leftovers because church people know how to eat. Can all the church people out there say, Amen, <laughs> or owe me or something? Glory to God. But let me tell you something. They took up 12 bushel of fragments or leftovers. After he fed the multitude with a few what I would call sardines and a little chunk of bread <laughs> because he blessed it. The little, so, uh, uh, Sister Becky Short that used to come to our church, some people in our church remember her. She used to say it over and over. It's not a scripture, but it's biblically supported. Little is much when God is in it. Little is much when God is in it. I never forgot that, especially when the times got lean and, and we never had all the resources we needed to reach out. But I found out something. It's very true. Little is much when God is in it, when God puts his hand on it, when God adds his blessing to it. The blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich. And he adds no sorrow with it, neither does toiling increase it. The Lord's blessing, therefore, is truly our greatest wealth. Can everyone say amen to that in this audience today? So true prosperity, true riches does not begin by suddenly gaining material wealth or spiritual uh, breakthroughs, but rather obtaining the blessing of the Lord. And all all of the victory and all of the prosperity and all of the promised things that He promised to give us is based on a fundamental principle here in Deuteronomy 28. I'm going to read quite a bit today. Listen to this. Deuteronomy 28. And it shall come to pass, if thou hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command me this day, the Lord thy God will set thee, see, here's the blessing, the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. You see, it's not something you earn by toil or, or by your personal effort. It's something that God grants unto us because we have obtained His favor. Hallelujah. It is because of the grace of God and the goodness of God when we obey Him from the heart. And I'm not talking about perfect obedience. Amen. We, we None of us can perfectly obey God, but we can be perfectly committed to obeying Him. We will struggle with our flesh. There's always going to be a battle between the flesh and the Spirit. Amen. But God will help us win that battle. And it will not 
keep him from blessing us while we are involved in that earthly struggle that we're going to have till Jesus comes or we go to him. Listen, and all these blessings shall come on thee, verse 2, and overtake thee, if thou hearken unto the voice of the Lord our God. Blessed thou shalt be in the city. See, this is not about where you are uh, in geographically. This is about where you are in spiritual relation to God. <laughs> there, there was something in one of the uh, periodicals that I read recently about uh, the the best city you could move to to find the best jobs and move up and live the best life materially. Well, this is not about where you are geographically. This is about where you are in spiritual relation to God because it doesn't matter where you are. His blessings will find you and he'll overtake you. Praise God. Blessed thou shalt be in the city and blessed thou shalt be in the field. Hallelujah. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle, increase of thy kind. You say, I'm not a rancher. This is not about that. This is using this as an analogy in an agriculturally driven society, they understood this, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed thou shalt be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall be when thou comest in, and when thou shalt go out. The Lord shall cause thine enemy. Get a hold of verse 7. We can emphasize all the other blessings. But he addeth no sorrow with these blessings. But there is one that wants to defraud us of the blessing and so afflict us in the midst of our blessings that we cannot fully enjoy them. The thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Praise God. Listen, the Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. This is one of those blessings we need to obtain. Get get your mind off for just a moment. We all have financial needs and physical needs many times for healing. And God has addressed the financial and God has addressed the physical. But he's also addressing the one that comes to afflict us and the one that comes to defraud us and steal from us the joy and the enjoyment. You know, the Bible said that God giveth us all things richly to enjoy, and that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Again, not just the material. That's a byproduct of these spiritual blessings. And one of these great blessings is found in the book of Malachi, where it said, Prove me herewith with our giving, saith the Lord, and see if I won't. Open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough for you to contain it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And listen, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. That's what we want to dwell on here for a little while this morning. That victory over the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
that enemy who comes to create such crisis and havoc in our life that we cannot enjoy the blessing even if we obtain the blessing. God said, I'm not just going to bless you. I'm going to rebuke the devourer. I'm going to rebuke the one that comes to try to harm and take away the full enjoyment of your blessing. I'm going to rebuke the devil is what he's saying to us in plain terms that we might understand. Agriculturally, he would rebuke the the grasshopper and the locust from coming to take away that bumper crop that he promised to give them. But in our spiritual understanding, uh, particularly in the New Covenant, he is going to rebuke that destroyer, Apollyon. He's going to rebuke the devil who comes to take away. There's so many people today being defrauded and deprived of that that God has purposed and promised to his new covenant people, both Jew and Gentile. Praise God. Listen, friend of mine, God has promised victory over our enemies. He said they'll come out against you. They'll come out against you one way, unified and, and completely committed to your destruction. But they're going to flee from you seven ways. Praise God. Listen to what happens when the blessing is restored here in Isaiah, bringing them back into the land. Uh, Their enemies had prevailed over them and conquered them and enslaved them. But God said, all right, it's over. I'm restoring the blessing. See the blessing. That's what makes us rich. And all the, all of the wonderful things he does and gives us is an outworking of the blessing itself. So Isaiah chapter 51 and verse 9. Let's read it together. Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the ancient days, in the generations of old. Art thou not Art there not it that hath cut Rahab and wounded the dragon? (laughs) Art thou not it which dried the sea and the waters of the great deep that hath made the depths of the sea a way for the ransom one to pass over? Didn't there's an adage we use? It's not a scripture, but here it is, and in many other places, it's a biblical, biblically supported statement. God will make a way where there seemeth to be no way. (laughs) Hallelujah! Didn't He make a way? Didn't He part the water for them to the ransom to pass over? That's the blessing of the Lord. Therefore, the redeemed of the Lord shall return. And come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. See, when he blesses, he adds no sorrow with it, and he won't let the enemy, if we claim the blessing and stand upon this great promise that the blessing gives us today. Verse 12 says, I, even I, am he that comforteth you. Who art thou? Who art thou that thou shouldest be afraid of a man that shall die, and the son of man which shall be made as grass? And forgettest the Lord thy maker, that has stretched forth the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth. And you feared, he said continually, every day because of the fury of the oppressor. 
as if he were ready to destroy. And then God says, because of his commitment and his covenant, you see, with his people, where is the fury of the oppressor? Where is the fury of the oppressor? In verse 9, here it says, Awake and put on thy strength, O arm of the Lord. (laughs) Amen. And in verse 17, because God is bearing His arm in behalf of His people, it says, Awake, awake, stand up, O Jerusalem. (laughs) Amen. It's time. In another place of Scripture, it it said, Arise and shine. For thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Another place it says, Arise, and shake thyself from the dust, and cast off thy chains, O captive daughter of Zion. I believe it's time to arise and to awake to the fact that God is with us, and God is for us. And as the New Testament proclaims, if God before us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Who can be against us? Where is the fury of the oppressor? Chapter 52 of Isaiah begins with awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. And in verse 9 of chapter 52, break forth into joy. Sing together, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord hath comforted his people, and he has redeemed Jerusalem. Amen. Come with me down here to Isaiah. Uh, We're in Isaiah. Further on in Isaiah to chapter 54. It's telling us again to begin to rejoice. God is for us, you see. God is with us. He, The blessing and the favor of the Lord is upon us. So he starts chapter 54, Isaiah speaking by the Spirit of God. Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. Glory to God. Amen. Listen, friend, let's jump down here to verse 11. And in some translations and some Bibles you may be reading, it's the calling of the Gentiles into the kingdom of God. Uh, This prophecy of the wild olive branch being grafted into the true vine and receiving all the blessings of Abraham and the blessings of God because of his covenant. Listen. In verse 11 of Isaiah 54, it says, O thou afflicted, tossed with tempest, and not comforted. Behold, I will lay thy stones with fair colors, and thy foundations with sapphires. I'll make thy windows of agates, and thy gates of carbuncles, and all thy borders of pleasant stones. Listen, didn't God say, I'll give you beauty for ashes? The oil of joy for mourning, (laughs) the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, and thou shalt be called the trees of righteousness, (laughs) the planting 
of the Lord. And listen to verse 13 as we go on forward in Isaiah 54. And all of thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. In righteousness thou shalt be established. There's the planting of the Lord. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near thee. When you know you're right with God, and you know you, you, that God is for you and with you. Amen. Where is the fury? God said, I, I would like to know. If I'm for you, who's going to harm you? If I'm protecting you, who's going to steal from you? Who's going to defraud you of my blessing? Who's going to add sorrow to that that I said I don't want anything touching it because I'm granting it for the good of my people? Praise God. Amen. I'm telling you right now, I've, have you got on your shouting shoes? Do you own a pair of shouting shoes? Do you have a covenant with God? You say, Pastor, that's an old covenant scripture to the covenant people. You know what the Bible says about us in the New Covenant, the New Testament? Amen. The blood of Jesus speaks of better things than that of bulls and goats. We have a better covenant because of a better sacrifice. That covenant was based on animals being sacrificed. Our covenant with God is based on the blood of Jesus Christ Himself. Praise God. It's a blood covenant still, but on such a higher level. For the blood of Jesus speaks of better things than the blood of bulls and goats. Can I have an amen in this audience today? Thank God for the blood of Jesus that has established a new covenant. If we were having Holy Communion this morning, we'd be reading from the Scripture, This is the new covenant in my blood that is shed for the sins of many. Praise God for that mighty new covenant based on the shed blood of Jesus Christ Himself. Listen to verse 15. It won't stop the enemy from trying. It will not dissuade him, amen, from coming against us. But it said, he'll come out against you one way, but he'll have to flee before you seven ways. That means complete disarray. Seven is God's number for completeness. Praise God. He'll be completely defeated. The shield of faith will quench how many? Most of, 90% of, 99.9% of all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Listen, he said, Behold, they shall gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Malachi 3. Amen. Listen to verse 16. He said, Behold, I've created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire and bringeth forth the instrument for his work. He's saying, I created the man that's standing there uh, molding this sword that the enemy is going to try to use against thee. <laughs> so everything that's coming against you is under my 
ultimate authority because I have created, I have created them. They didn't create me. I'm not created out of man's need for some kind of placebo for his fears. I am the living God, the creator of heaven and earth. And I created the weapons that the enemy thinks he can use against you. And I created him that maketh the weapons and him that's going to try to use the weapon. And I can, because I created them, I have absolute power and authority over them. Behold, I created the smith that, this is all about God's sovereignty today. God's in control. Praise God. I've created a smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, bringeth forth the instrument of the sword for his work. And I've created the waster to destroy the soldier that wields that weapon. But listen, as terrifying as he may be and as mighty as the weapons he may hold. Look at verse 17. Oh, I like this. Shouting shoes. If you don't own a pair, you need to get a pair because if we just sit and ho-hum the Word of God, we are not believing and receiving it by faith. But if you believe this and receive it by faith, you will give a hallelujah instead of a ho-hum. Listen, no weapon, no weapon, because God is in absolute control and authority, and He that's in us is greater than He that's in the world, you see. No weapon, no weapon. Say it with me, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage or the birthright of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. We've got a birthright of victory today. And no circumstance, no circumstance is going to keep God's blessing from us. And no enemy is going to take God's blessing from us or take the enjoyment of God's blessing from us. Praise God. Because God will provide for us. God will make a way where there seemeth to be no way. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, God's blessings will find you. <laughs> they will come upon you. This is what David said when he said, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And when life is over, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Praise God. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He is the one that created heaven and earth and all that is in it. He is in absolute authority and total control of everything that can threaten me or touch my life. Friend of mine, this is where we need to be. We need to be right with God. Scripture goes on to say, When a man's ways please the Lord, he's able to make his enemies be at peace with them. Be at peace with him. This is not everybody's going to hug your neck because you're right with God and you're living right. There are a lot of people going to try to harm you and hurt you over that. But what they're going to discover is 
that ultimately they will not be able to overrule and override God's purpose to bless you. And if they try to fight you, they're going to lose that battle if you have obtained the blessing of the Lord and obtained favor with God. So they're going to have to come to terms with you. Amen. They they came against Tobby Lobby, <laughs> but it didn't do them any good at all. Hobby Lobby still closes on Sunday, and they still stand for one man and one woman as a biblical-supported marriage. They came against Chick-fil-A, but Chick-fil-A is still prospering, being closed on Sunday and standing for biblical principles. And they'll come against you and they'll come against me. And ah, uh, But God will become our shield and our buckler. God will defend us. God will keep us. For when He grants His blessing, He addeth no sorrow with it, and He rebukes the devourer. Today, friend, if you don't know the Lord is your Savior, God cannot protect you and provide for you. But if you come to Christ and you confess your sins, He's faithful and just to forgive your sin, to cleanse you from unrighteousness. And then He can bless you. Then He can keep you. God will be for you. Hallelujah. And the devil might as well to, Well, as one man said out in West Texas, they can ship his saddle back because he can't hurt you anymore. In Jesus' name, amen.